Hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio, 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sims. And here in the studio today, I have Chef Brandon Blackwell and his wife. Uh, do you go by Chef Jen or Jen? No, Jen Sherrod <laughs> of Elysian Seafood. And I'll have to say, I'm so glad they were able to make it into the studio today. I had an opportunity to meet Chef Brandon during all of our flood relief efforts that we did at Second Harvest Food Bank. And I said, this guy hustles. Where is he working? He is. He, I need to call his boss and say this guy in the kitchen is a hard worker. And then I found out you were your boss. Uh, yes, that's true. that's true. Well, so Chef Brandon, you know, tell Elysian Seafood. You're yeah. over in the Saint Rock Market. Yes. How long have y'all been there? We've been there since the market reopened. So it reopened in April of 2015, and we were one of the original uh, vendors there. And so being in the St. Rock Market and being a part of that whole redevelopment of the neighborhood, I, I can only imagine like what it felt like to be a part of the launch, but also to see it ongoing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I can say the, the launch was pretty crazy. You know, Why was it crazy? Well, there was a lot of hype around it. People, you know, there was a lot of talk and speculation about what was going to happen with that building after the city, you know, the city took it over after Katrina and uh, and did the renovations on it. And then there were several different groups that that put in bids to, to operate it. Um, and so, yeah, there was a, a lot of press around it. And by the time it finally opened, uh, there was a lot of hype. So the opened the doors and the place was just packed day one. I mean, I can imagine being in the this industry and like day one, it's packed. And it seems like a lot of times when I'm there, it's packed. That's got to be a little exciting, but overwhelming. It was definitely in the beginning. Uh, it's it's a lot more manageable now. <laughs> We've kind of gotten our sea legs under us. But yeah, the, in the first couple of weeks, I don't think we, there wasn't much uh, sleeping or really time to eat, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, so it was pretty wild, but we got through it. And like I said, you know, it's, it's much better now, well, but so, still busy. So, Jen, I have to ask, um, do you get to work alongside your husband every day? Or are y'all business partners, but maybe you still get to spend a little bit of free time away from each other so you still like each other when you get home? <laughs> <laughs> um, we work alongside each other a lot, actually. Um, in the beginning, we were both there all the time together um and then we sort of split res some responsibilities but now we are pretty much work together most of the time <laughs> right but we're not actively working shifts in the market anymore absolutely so we're working more together but we're working on more of the administrative end of things and just the business development and I think a lot of people, you know, the, this is a show where we talk about food. And uh, just this week, I had a guy that came to repair the dishwasher at my house. And he got all excited. And he goes, oh, my gosh, you're a chef. I always wanted to open a restaurant. <laughs> and that was my response. Right. I kind of giggled and I went, you know, keep that dream at home right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think a lot of times people assume that, you know, I'm going to open a restaurant and I'm going to get to cook and I'm going to get to hang out in the dining room and visit with my clients. Right. But it's not really that song and dance, is it? No, no, no. At least not in the beginning, for sure. You know, I, 
I worked at um, at Pascal's Manali restaurant uh, during my apprenticeship from for, during culinary school, you know, prior to Katrina. And, you know, those guys, they can get away with that because they've been around for over 100 years. Absolutely. You know, at that point, you deserve to kind of get out there and mingle with your guests. But yeah, when you're when you're starting out in the restaurant business, there's there's no time for that. No, not at all. <laughs> but it's funny. My my dad always said growing up, my my dad, uh, he's not in the restaurant business or food business at all. But he he always said when he retired, he wanted to open a restaurant. Thought it would be something fun and relaxing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we giggle. Right? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's the kind of thing that once it is in your blood, no matter you know what you trained for or what you thought you were going to be when you grew up, once you get in the hospitality industry and and it kind of gets you, doesn't it? It does, sure. yeah. So, yeah. Jen, for you, did you start off thinking hospitality and restaurant work was where you wanted to go and seafood? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. I actually, um, from Jacksonville, Florida, I moved to New Orleans to go to law school, um, graduated from Loyola Law and passed the bar, and worked for a little bit in the legal industry and then decided that it wasn't for me and went back to working in restaurants. I'd worked in restaurants all through college and law school. And yeah, definitely pulled me back in. <laughs> you got left. the bug. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and right. what about you, get, you, Brandon? You get bit. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much all I've ever done. I, you know, the week, I come from a large family. And so the week I turned 16, my parents put me to work and I went out and got two jobs. I was tying Christmas trees to the top of cars. Uh, and I got a job at McDonald's. And by the time I graduated high school, I was manager for McDonald's and I ended up leaving there and just going into restaurants in general, different independent places that I've worked any position you can name. Do you think working in a place like McDonald's or a franchise kind of helps you as a business owner to develop what you want to do? It. It helps, yes. Uh, you know, it didn't help really develop me as a cook per se, but as a business owner, looking at how they, uh, at their operations, you know, at the systems that they had in place, that has really helped uh, to this day for sure. You know, I, I look back and I think so many times we, we talk about those jobs we had in college where we waited tables at Clancy's or we, <laughs> you know, somebody worked in the kitchen at Commander's and we forget about those high school jobs. And I will say my very first food service job was as a birthday party hostess at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a lot of fun. I It was fun <laughs> to a point and I... It's probably why I don't have kids now. No. <laughs> but, you know, I, for me, it was like, I don't want to be a birthday party hostess the rest of my life. I need no. to figure out more <laughs> about this business so that I'm not dressing up as Chucky and dancing around the room. But, um, you know, you realize that those, like, first years as a, a high school kid, getting a job in the industry is really preparing you. Yeah. yeah sure. Kind of forms how you how you go forward in the rest of your life in a way, yeah. So the food over at Elysian Seafood, are you taking influences from growing up in Louisiana or are you kind of taking liberties with things? Both, for sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah, we we focus on 
sourcing uh, local seafood, all fresh local seafood. We, we're a purveyor of certified wild-caught Louisiana seafood. Um, and we do do some, a little bit more traditional things from, uh, but we get out there too, you know. We, I, I like to uh, get a little bit more inventive and not just do the same old standards that you find, you know, all around. Well, I went just the other day. I, um, it, it's so hard in New Orleans, I find. I want, like, something quick, but I want something good, you know. Right. I don't I don't want to go have fast food, but I know if I want to go to, like, a local restaurant or a place, I either need to call it in early or I have right. to plan to sit there and dine. And some I, I don't always have time. I don't always have time. I eat a lot in my car from place to place. <laughs> and so I go to St. Rock Market because I know that I can like get something quick. I can take it to go, but it's going to be kind of like fancy, good food, yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, yes, definitely above fast food for yes. sure. But you can get it in fast food time. Absolutely. And I had the opportunity to enjoy uh, the shrimp ramelade sandwich. Oh, yeah. <gasps> It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Thanks. That that soft bun, the cold mm-hmm. shrimp ramelade salad, because even though it's November, it was still hot outside. So <laughs> you, I didn't want like a hot bowl of soup. Right, right, right. <laughs> so and, and the bacon. Don't forget the bacon. Oh yes, and the bacon. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, you're lucky, you know, as as people in the seafood business in a town like New Orleans that you have access to so much and that you can do so many things. Yeah, it's pretty great. You know, we we source from a lot of different purveyors because we, you know, for our oysters, we wanted, we wanted to get the best oysters we could get. For our shrimp, we want to get the best shrimp we can get. So rather than just going to one distributor or one company or, or one uh, wholesaler, we actually seek people out that, that, have, that we feel have the best products and that bring them in fresh to us on an almost daily basis. We don't, at the market, you know, it's a shared space. We share the, the space. The, uh, there's 10 other vendors that all cook food there. So we don't have a lot of room to store things for a long time. So what we get in in the morning, a lot of times we've already prepped, cooked, and sold that food by that, you know, by the end of the night. So the next day we kind of start the whole process over again. Um so I imagine, you know, when you do that, that you have, you are kind of like adjusting your menu if something's not available or something's not in season or sure. the weather changed and the crabs didn't uh, <laughs> crawl in the traps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be, it can be uh, a chance for creativity, but it can also be a big challenge at the same time. We do change the, the preparations on the menu to, to reflect the season. But yeah, like you said, sometimes you have to change something on the fly, like, you know, the whatever kind of fish that you were expecting to get maybe just wasn't biting that day. So, you know, you're on your phone with the fish purveyor in the morning and see, you know, see what's getting on the truck and then adjust from there. So do you have a, a pretty set menu that people are like, every time I come, I always order the <laughs> coconut curry shrimp and you can't take it off the menu because it's my favorite thing? There's a few of those things for sure. The coconut curry shrimp is one. Uh, and crab the crab cake. cake. The crab cake. <laughs> yeah, that's it's everybody's favorite. We've and, and, you know, I, I joke because I, I talk to so many chefs and uh 
you know, I talk to the guys over at Koshan and they're like, oh, I can make rabbit and dumplings in my sleep, you know, right. because <laughs> right. we can't take it off the menu. But are there, do you kind of play with new things and try to like slide something new in there? Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Jen, do you give ideas or? Yeah, absolutely. So, what are some of your ideas that you're throwing out there these days? <laughs> um, well, we've been, we have some limitations at the market because of cooking, you know, but there's, we don't have, can't saute up front, can't do certain things. So, we have to get creative with that. So, and learn workarounds. Um, so, that's always interesting. Um, but we've, been trying to figure out an, uh, a way to do like a seafood stew, like a bouillabaisse kind of thing. Um, it's something we're playing around with right now. Well, and it's, we're starting to get into that weather. Yeah, That's for sure. appropriate yeah, for that. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. <laughs> well, Jen, anything I know with, you know, Chef Brandon coming from Louisiana, but, you know, Jacksonville is a whole different style of food and a whole different kind of town. So are you bringing any of your influences in anything um, that is, you grew up with that you say Brandon we have to put this <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I grew up with a lot of seafood so um, I learned to shuck oysters at a very very young age because I loved oysters since I was a child and um, yeah well you yeah. and your dad got tired of shucking them for you it's like us peeling crawfish and now I'm sorry peel <laughs> right. your own <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, there's the style of food in Jacksonville is more and what the food that I grew up with is more sort of a low country style, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of similarities to New Orleans. You Absolutely. Know? We did seafood boils, but we called them low country boils or frogmore stew, um, things like that. So they're they're very similar. The spice and the flavors are just a little bit different. We use a lot of Old Bay. Yes. You don't ever see here, obviously. No. And, or uh, they just hide it and right. they don't let you <laughs> they know they put it in there. Right. <laughs> so we haven't really brought any of that style of food to uh, to our business yet. But you're so. cooking it at home. <laughs> we do cook it at home occasionally, yeah. <laughs> so with both of y'all in the industry and working tirelessly, are y'all cooking at home or are you ordering takeout? <laughs> <laughs> no, we cook dinner almost every night. We do. Wow. So yeah. what do you cook? Um, we chicken. A, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do eat quite a bit of chicken, actually. Uh, we don't eat much seafood at home. Um, we probably should eat more, but we try to we try to buy a lot of we we're frequent uh, customers of. Holly Grove Market and Farm, you know, and the and the Crescent City Farmers Market. So we, we try to eat a lot of local fresh vegetables um, and a, a small amount of protein on the plate also. But, uh, but yeah, we we're changing up our vegetable rotation constantly, so it keeps things interesting. <laughs> That's good. I tried so hard with my husband to like get some new vegetables in, and I always tell people if you don't like it. You know, if you're not a vegetable eater and you don't like it the first time, try it at least three times. And if you still, still say you don't like, like that vegetable, try it fried. <laughs> <laughs> and then you might be able to go back to the other way and right. say, that, oh, okay, well, I like okra now because right. I had it fried. Right. Fried Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> well, um, I know that for Thanksgiving and for the holidays, y'all are rolling out some menus. Uh, for my listeners out there, uh, 
I will tell you that I sent Chef Brandon a, a Facebook message that said, I need to order some food from you for Thanksgiving. And that was not to serve to other people, but because <laughs> I have decided to outsource my entire Thanksgiving dinner to chefs here in town so that my mother-in-law does not have to stress out and that all we have to do is just put everything in the oven, heat it up, and then have dinner. So Sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds, well, I'll let you know how it works. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll probably get there and she'll have already cooked five casseroles and a turkey anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so what are some of the things y'all are offering for the holidays? So we're doing, uh, we're, oh, we're offering a few different like platters, uh, style things like uh, lox, a lox platter with a caper cream cheese and uh, pickled shallots and tomato slices. And then also shrimp cocktail, you know, a lot of your sort of standards. And then um, we're also doing uh, oyster cornbread dressing, uh, seafood gumbo. Um, Mini crab cakes. Mini crab cakes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and for the adventurous, maybe some curry shrimp. <laughs> uh, that's not on the holiday. Well, you know, I feel like there's there's so much opportunity. It, we have so many people that are great cooks here in New Orleans, but there's a time where the holidays are are crazy and, and hectic. And especially if you're somebody with a small kitchen, but your whole family's coming over, this is a good opportunity to like, will you let them take credit? Like, and be like, oh, this is my... Oh, sure. <laughs> so you hear that once, out there. Once we hand it to them, that what what they say about it, what they do with it is their business. <laughs> we don't have to take the credit. You know, I joke, but that, I mean, heck, you know, you throw a little flower around the kitchen, look like you were working real hard. Right, and right, right. Say, oh, here, I cured the slocks and <laughs> churn the butter. <laughs> But, well, so over at Elysian Seafood, y'all, how many days a week are y'all open? Seven. Oh, my goodness. Seven yeah. days a week. So when can people eat there? What time uh, of day? So we, we open at 9 a.m. And we're open till 10 p.m. most of the week, but 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. the If the market's open, we're open. And the market closes three days a week. I mean, sorry, no, not three days a week, three days a year, uh, Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, and Mardi Gras Day. Wow. Yeah. So you don't get many days off. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you the question that I ask a lot of chefs and I always say, when I do win the Powerball, I may not have anything left for me because I always say, if I win the Powerball and I say we're going to take a trip anywhere in the world to eat and learn about food... And you get more than three days off a year. <laughs> where where do you want to go and learn? Oh man, that's a great question. My my first thought would be France, but Southeast Asia is right up there too. Yeah, I mean Southeast Asia for me. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> All right. I mean, you do it like a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> and what is it about Southeast Asian cuisine that is interesting or enticing? I just love the flavors, you know. It's such a, a different mix of flavors than pretty much anywhere else. You know, there's the bitter and sweet and spicy and a little funky from fish sauce and... 
just yeah. And what about yeah. you, Chef? I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I grew up in South Louisiana, so I, and I love the food of South Louisiana, but. It is, you know, it is kind of similar to French cooking. It can't, it is rooted in French cooking. Absolutely. So, yeah, that Southeast Asian style is just something so completely different. I think that's what's appealing and makes it so interesting. I, you know, I think about it. That's the most common response I get. Sure. Uh, you know, so many people say Southeast Asia, and um, I'm just waiting for like somebody to like go Ecuador or you know <laughs> right. like throw something out that I would you know Senegal, you know like right. something like that that I would not consider. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like as a society, you know, we have so much access to so many international flavors now that we're being much more open and adventurous and interested. Don't, what are absolutely. your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's absolutely true. You know, I I grew up, you know, very, you know, we, we ate Louisiana-style food. You know, my dad makes a terrific jambalaya. He made some for our wedding. Um, but, you know, it was a very meat and potatoes kind of family. We didn't my parents didn't venture out much uh, food-wise, and and so it wasn't until I was older that, like, I had Chinese food for the first time, stuff like that. But I think, you know, like you said, in, in today's society, those uh, those other influences, those other flavors, those other cuisines are much more prevalent, and people are just more open to try those things. And I think that's a really good thing. I do, too. I do, too. And I feel like we're... Uh... I think we're constantly at this this battleground, if you will, battleground or argument um, here in New Orleans because we are starting to be more open to new ideas and new yeah. flavors, and we have this this delicate balance of old and new, innovative and recreating what is allowed to be <laughs> like toyed with right, <laughs> and what right. has and to say the right, old what classic is, way. What is sacred, right? Yeah. So to you, what is sacred? Hmm. I, well, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I will say to me, gumbo <laughs> is sacred. Yeah, um, that's true. But at the same time, a lot of people have their own definition of what a gumbo should be. You know, we make a gumbo at the market uh, that we serve that is shrimp and oyster and andouille. And we make it with a shrimp stock. But a lot of people that come in, they'll look at that and they're they're of the opinion that there shouldn't be any sort of meat in a seafood gumbo. <laughs> that you know, the sausage doesn't belong. But, you know, to me, it's a gumbo. You put in it what you want to put in it. You know, you, I've had gumbo that had chicken and sausage and shrimp. And, you know? That's a great point because when I say, okay, gumbo is sacred to me, um, I am of the 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 land and the sea animals don't go in the same pot. Um, <laughs> but I also tell people it's what your mama taught you, right? Be, and never question your mama. So <laughs> if you told me your mama said it was okay to put sausage in it, I'd be like, yeah, that's a great gumbo. <laughs> You're allowed to have the sausage in it. Never right. upset mama. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then. <laughs> And also, you know, don't don't ever get into an argument over the roux either. No. Okay. So let's talk about this. <laughs> we, we got a couple minutes because, um, I, 
you know, I I responded to something on uh, like I don't, somebody tagged me in something on Facebook about a rue that was on Food Network and. And I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, so let's talk. Does your roux match your protein? Does your roux always have to be a certain color? What are your rules? For me, the roux is always the same, regardless of what's going into the, the gumbo. Yeah. Awesome. And That's it's, interesting. It's pretty dark. Okay. But not to the point of being tasting burnt or bitter. That's your, that's, that's your, the Baton Rouge in you. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Not growing up necessarily with the rules of the roux and the gumbo. Right. So I learned to make gumbo from Brandon. So I make it the same way that he does. I had never made uh, gumbo before we met. So, yeah. Well, I'll I'll have to be a little bit more open-minded about the sausage and the gum. Actually, I don't think that sausage counts. Like sausage, bacon, and ham don't necessarily count as any particular meat. Like they're their own. They're seasoning. Right, right. right? So so I can I can stand behind that gum. Okay, All right. fair enough. I'll, I'll accept that. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Um, maybe tell them your website and again uh, how they can find you. Sure. I mean, we're on uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as Elysian Seafood. There, uh, you can go to ElysianSeafood.com. It's pretty much just a, our menu is up there right now. We're gonna in the process of getting a, a more professional website put together. Um, but you can go there to find our menu and see what's what we're serving at uh, at any time. And do you want to talk for a second about the fact that there's uh, there's the guys who operate St. Rock Market are opening a second location. Oh, okay, yes. Downtown, 801 Magazine Street, and we'll be Elysian Seafood will be operating the oyster bar and seafood in uh, in that market also to open early next year. So not only will you be able to find Elysian Seafood on St. Claude, you're going to be on Magazine Street. Yep. Said, and y'all are expanding. That's so exciting. That's good. Yep. You're not going to sleep much. No. We don't now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all, I want to thank you so much for my listeners out there. Uh, Chef Brandon Blackwell and uh, Ms. Jen Sherrod from Elysian Seafood have been on the show with us here. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.